छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely. And I'm Rias Hall. And uh, we have a whole set of guest stars on our show tonight. Um, we'll start Stars, with- every one of them. Stars. <laughs> doing stars and jazz hands, which you can't tell because it's a podcast. <laughs> All right, we have... Jillian Venters of Gothic Charm School. And? Emily Soderback. And? Kim Douthit, uh, City of Geek. Yeah, you have like... Well, you have a whole bunch of other stuff. I do. <laughs> Emily's also yeah, with the Seattle <laughs> International Film Festival and Scarecrow Video, yeah. so Ooh. she yeah. knows her film stuff. We know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> That's right. And so we gave ourselves a microphone... In an audience. <laughs> That's you, you poor suckers. <laughs> they should Too be delighted now. to be in our be delighted to be in our presence. They should be. Uh, so, uh, who's gonna? Uh, okay, so the the bottom line of this, in my eyes, is just it's 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 women who appreciate horror. We and just want to talk about women's experiences with horror. Um, the f- horror fandom and how it's changed over the years, the way that women view horror films differently than men in many cases. The um, different experiences we have yeah. with horror in the theater, yeah, at conventions, yeah. Yeah. online, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but we always do like to start with the show by asking people one, one simple question. What have you watched lately? So, Emily, what have you watched lately that you liked? All right, I came prepared because I heard all your other episodes <laughs> that you do this. Um, I've been watching TV wise. I've been watching a show called The Terror. Oh, I want to see that. I have that oh marked gosh. on my list. It looks fantastic. It's yeah. really good. So it's I'm watching really the first spooky. season. From what I understand, each season is a different mm. story. Oh. It's kind of an anthology right. type thing, and I'm watching the first season, which is about um, this. The British naval fleet, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Season, they the get HMS stuck. Terror and the HMS Arabic. Yeah. They really did okay. get they stuck. stuck in the ice trying to find the passage, um, and then supernatural stuff yeah. happens, or maybe they're just losing their mind exactly. because they've been trapped on these boats in this ice. Food starts rotting situation. a little too quickly. People lose their minds. There's something stalking them. It's it is so really good. good. It's and so creepy. A couple days ago, they actually found. F- came up with underwater footage from both of those shipwrecks. Oh, oh no way! Gosh. Yeah, oh. the real ones. It's the, cre- it's it's the really eeriest cool. thing. Atmospherically, it's, it's super good. Everyone in it is amazing. It has, I mean, I don't know the actor's names off the top of my head, but it has some really it's familiar... It's that British great. actor that you've seen The one in everything. Mad Men. The guy from <laughs> Mad Men, his father's a famous the actor. The from Outlanders in it. Yeah. <laughs> when I, it um, has a British actor on it who I used to see on the stage older, a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see him on stage a bunch because he is Fantastic. Everyone's incredible in that show. So yeah. I highly recommend it. It was on AMC and it's on Hulu now. But yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah. I watched all of the first season when it aired. I'm watching season two now. And that's about season two dance? takes Ooh, place yeah. in oh, hey, season now. two takes place in a Japanese internment camp. Yeah. 
And it's about the experience of people who are Americans who are imprisoned in their own country. And it's also about a evil Japanese ghost spirit mm, that right. is preying on them. Okay. That's I'm preying excited. on the people in the camps. So it's got a lot of stuff going on. It's talking about racism and all of this stuff, but also there's the cool supernatural elements. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm halfway through the, that first season, so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to move on to second season, because it just all sounds good to me. Um, movie-wise, I just watched Ichi the Killer for the first time. Ha! Ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a gross one. <laughs> um, not Someone gets their face punched off, and then it hits a wall and slides <laughs> down. I didn't think I would return to Takashi Miike so soon after Visitor Q, but I did. <laughs> Are you questioning your life choices? Yeah. Why do yeah. I keep going back to you, dude? I, just, <laughs> I know. I just rewatched um, DOA. I haven't seen that. Day. Monty had never seen it. He's like, I want to see a crazy Yakuza movie. And I'm like, buckle up, buttercup. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, you should probably ask someone else for these suggestions. I am not at all stable. <laughs> so what have you been watching, Jilly? Um... Let's see, I I went and saw Midsummer twice, which was the, the regular theatrical cut and the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Before that, I went to the uh, one-night-only film screening for the anniversary, the movie of The Cure concert in Hyde Park, mm. which was, the entire audience in the theater was just all kind of clapping and singing along. It was, you know, oh, it was our so people. It was, so, it was so wonderful. Yeah, I remember when their first concert film came out, we went and... Everybody in the theater was up and dancing around in the aisles. Yeah. And it was like this magical experience. It was really good. And then, let's see, we watched uh, Eat Local, which is mm. a little indie British film about vampires. It's really cute. It was really cute. Yeah, really it was at Bone Bat this year. It was really fun. It was really, really fun. And then we also, because Pete foolishly let me, you know, choose things off of Amazon Prime, um, we watched Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Undead. Which oh, is, no. is incredibly <laughs> dumb and knows it's incredibly dumb and revels in it. Oh so my it god, was... but I love the Rosencrantz. Yeah, I love the play. I know, I love the play and I love that movie. So, so seeing it as kind of a vampire, a horrible low-rent stage production in New York being commissioned by a vampire and then <laughs> there's the Holy Grail and Templars and just... All it this sounds kind of delightful. It, hmm. Like I said, it commits to how stupid it knows the premise is. So huh. it was. A I lot always of fun. appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Jen, what have you watched lately? Me, I was going to point at Kim. Kim, you go oh. next. What have, what have you seen lately? Uh, well, I'm in the middle of my hundred days of horror, Ooh. which is the hundred uh, hundred horror films I've never seen in the hundred days leading up to Halloween. Nice. So, uh, and we're almost halfway through. Uh, so oh, I've, wa- I've watched too many things lately. Not a lot of it very good, but a couple. Um, <laughs> the Limehouse Golem, which was surprisingly enjoyable, and I was ready to write it off as just another like, oh, this is going to be awful. But it was fun. It was fun, and it was pretty. It was. It's yeah. a period piece. It's like a Victorian murder mystery yeah. kind of. And it's Willie Bill Nye. So much for that now. One, and 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 a good cast too. One that was actually I when I was reading up a little on it afterwards. Um, it was one that Alan Rickman was attached to before he got oh, too sick. Oh. Yeah. And so 
knowing that now I look back and I'm just like, oh. But Bill Nighy is, is fabulous, of course. Yeah. And it's wonderful in the did she, didn't she? Oh, yes. Yay. Yeah. Yay. It's, I have it on my Amazon watch list. I just haven't watched it. When is this from? What, what year? Uh, just the last like couple, couple years. years. Yeah, okay. I think like 2016 like or so. Yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a few years. Uh, I watched, I saw It Chapter 2 yep, saw uh, that, uh, in, last in theaters. And I have not been able to see it either. Uh, didn't enjoy as much as the first, enjoyed it. I, but well, I think it's kind of hurt. The thing is, the, the original TV series, it, it suffered from the same thing. Yeah. Because I think it when you're watching Kids in Peril, mm-hmm. it's just more there. And it just could be the story. The story's yeah. not that great when they're adults. Right. No. Um, Actually, I and a lot harder to film. And, yes. and I know this can actually be answered without spoilers yeah. going over the... Yes, please. <laughs> is my issue with that ending of the final form, is that going to be there? Um, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I think I that's going to happen. I was only going to watch it. I thought it was it. dumb, too. Jillian's I haven't horrifically seen it. Ar- um, arachnophobic. arachnophobic. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's some weird spider... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm totally gonna watch it at home anyway with yeah. like you know anti-anxiety meds. It's but. just it's a lot harder, I think, to translate. And I mean, I know that going by the original novel, they mix all the timelines. Yeah. But I think it's it's a lot. It makes sense as a movie to 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 have split those to stories. split them up. But I just think the adult section is always going to be really hard to accurately translate to yeah. film. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the. I always joke that it is, uh, like, three-quarters of one of my favorite Stephen King books. There's, yeah. there's a whole section out of it that just doesn't work for me. But the adult storyline, I feel, is the weaker storyline yeah. in the novel. Oh, it is. Yeah. And they do, they do a really good they, job. And a great they, cast. Yeah, they did a yeah. really good cast. Mostly. mostly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, there was some rumors about how they were going to handle... Um, um, oh, I can't remember his name... My character's name is Mike. Oh, Mike. How they were going to handle Mike's uh, role, which they didn't do, which I was really yeah, oh, The stuff God. that they yeah. did at, they I was didn't upset do. By that. Um, though Mike is, in a lot of ways, the soul of the yes. adult. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, there's so much that He's he does. He's the heart that they, of that mm-hmm. They really, very much so. And they touch on it, but they, it's so light. Yeah. Um, there's ways, there's ways that they, they do a disservice to his character, and I think, there's in a lot of ways disservice to um, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I felt she, uh, I was a little disappointed by, particularly when you have Jessica Chastain. Yeah. And she wasn't utilized. And I, I, and I thought. so great. She's, oh my well, God. And Bill Hader stole it for me. Oh, he, for everybody. I and and he broke he everybody's was, hearts. Yeah, he and was. This is wonderful. So good. And too. the actor that played Ben, I don't know if it's just, he was he up against kinda, the powerhouses or he was just poorly written, but. He was very blah. Blah. And and I was really pissed because I was like, they missed a, a terrific casting opportunity by not casting uh, Jason Ritter. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Jason Ritter. Yeah. And so. he would have any, he, he would have been fantastic. Mostly and, because of another period. But. Because, oh, my God, <laughs> is he hilarious in that show. <laughs> he plays the stupidest human being ever, and he does it with such style. <laughs> Any other uh, movies? Uh, I also just actually watched uh, Juwan, which I'd never oh, seen. Yeah. The original, at least never all the way through. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed it. I thought there were some really cool visuals. 
I always feel like I'm missing a little something yeah. from it because we don't have the decoder ring for Japanese mythology. Well, and, and, see, and just being Japanese, I I've done a bunch of research on I think it Shuan because is I Korean. No, no, it's Japanese. no, it's Japanese. There was a, there was a remake of it that was. Oh yeah, a, they, they interchange a lot. With yeah, um, but the this specific one was was Japanese, and I I because I've worked on a couple projects having to do with with Japanese ghosts, um, but I put up against Ringu. I enjoy that series a whole lot more, lot more yeah. and find it more compelling. And this, for me, like, the little kid meowing is still creepy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, just, it's it's <laughs> cool and it's weird. Yeah. But um, it it felt, for me, the it felt low budget. It felt like yeah. you weren't, even knowing it's your low budget, they didn't utilize some stuff the way they could have to make it more effective. Um, so, again, love the idea. And I thought... The ending, some of the ending visuals were great, yeah. but it, it lacked a, a punch and a creepiness for me I that f- I really wanted it to I have. feel like one of the things <laughs> I like most about, like, Asian horror films mm-hmm. are that they're based on folk tales mm-hmm. and weird stories and random stuff that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, totally there for that. There's just this level of, inex- like, uh, in... Um, Oh, what's the one about the spirals? Uzumaki. Uzumaki, yeah. I love Uzumaki. And the reason I love it is because it just comes out of nowhere. Now people are just obsessed with spirals and they're turning into giant snails and all this stuff mm-hmm. is happening. And maybe it's because of this cursed lake, but who, who knows? <laughs> and I love that because that is always going to be scarier to me than knowing for sure that it's an alien. Mm-hmm. I like the... Sometimes weird things just happen, and they're terrifying. Yeah, or sometimes weird things creep into your mind, and then you don't know what's reality or what you're making up. Yeah, oh, you're talking about my trick, my uh, huge. What is freaks me out the worst that Jen has had to learn, so she doesn't show those sorts of movies when my husband's actually. Oh yeah, you're real. You're like your liminal reality boundaries. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas I love. Did you see the endless? Oh, I love yeah, it. I it's so I good. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Resolution in the Endless. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 They were yeah. awesome. Together. I was back into a fetal position in the couch while we watched it. And on top of it, I I show, and I showed her Oculus. And the thing is, though, I show Oculus her all so of scary. these. Yeah. I show her all these movies and her husband's out of town, so she has to go home by herself oh with a cat who is really good at trying to open doors in the middle of the night. So the doorknob will just start rattling in the dead of night because of the cat. I'm so jaded now. Now, it's, I don't want to say nothing scares me because that's asking for, like, somebody to show up at my house with a butcher knife trying to scare me. Um, no, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> and, take a pass well, and part thing. of it is working in the paranormal. Right. Um, once you've experienced the, I don't know, quote unquote, real side of some of the supernatural stuff, the stuff on the screen, you're just like, well, that's not really how it works. Yeah. yeah. Have, and I so it's hard to be scary by it. Because, because of my experiences with the paranormal... For me, that drives home to me just how fluid reality can be sometimes. Mm. And if you're someone who's chronically sleep-deprived, like I have been my entire life, boundaries of reality are kind of weird and permeable anyway. So it's like, oh, are those noises just... are waving at me. Yeah, is it just because my medication is kicked in and I should go to sleep now? Or is there something really weird happening? I personally have an incredibly low reality threshold. That's what I (laughs) One night, it was a foggy night, and I was walking down this street in the middle of Ashland, Oregon, and I heard hoof prints 
hoofbeats coming up behind me out of the fog. (laughs) Didn't bother to think it was a horse. Automatically assumed it was some kind of centaur. (laughs) I was like, this is going to look awesome. I want to see this. <laughs> There's yeah. only so, one oh, thing that could my... It was just... <gasps> that is our yes! most recent purchase. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. <laughs> it was just a horse, guys. Just a horse. Um, I was so disappointed, so, too. <laughs> I'm going to go into what I've seen, but I'm going to just quickly interject in that, that I see this... I, I Well, I hear this in horror communities and then talking to you guys, that there's so many people that are like, well, I'm, I'm pretty jaded, and I've seen so many horror movies that, you know, they just don't really, like, I, I enjoy going for the ride in a story, but I don't really get frightened. I am like, I used to have a joke that when people are told stories, you have suspenders of disbelief because I'm a dumbass. And some people's suspenders of disbelief are like paper clips and dental floss because they're like, no, I don't I don't believe any of that. That's foolishness. My suspenders of disbelief could be worn as a top all by itself because <laughs> you I'm like, wrap yourself in the blanket just, of it. You know, I stick on my top and I'm like, I'm in. And then like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, and so same. I'm. You know, and the thing is, though, I terrify myself because I will watch these movies by myself. The house is empty. Everybody's gone in the dark. Uh I watch them on my big projector and I scare the shit out of myself. And there's only a couple of movies where I've I've stopped them. You've got a lot of you faces so on your walls. Too. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be a yeah, little be, creepy. Yeah. What, I mean, my problem, again, is is working in theater, working in film, is that it's it's harder. Because I have the same problem when I go and see a play. It's a lot harder for You're me. You're watching how they're staging it. Yeah. Is. I'm paying attention to technical things. I'm looking for beats. I'm looking at how they... Oh, they missed something. Oh, I experience live music and then I go look at the soundboard and I'm like, really? Yeah. Those are the settings you're using? It's really hard to turn it off for yeah. me. Yeah. And so, um, if, if a movie actually does get me enough in that that part of my brain switches off, Whoosh, like, it's Yay! amazing. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm in. Uh, the, there's only a couple of movies that I've like turned it off and I'm like, I will watch this in the daytime. And one of them was a uh, Cairo Pulse. Mm. Um, it's where the guy was sitting at his computer and you start seeing the ghost behind him. Yeah, that was it's, like, that's, on you. that's always creepy. I was like, oh, yeah. It's a quiet one I that definitely sneaks yeah, up on you. I'm going to stop now. I'll watch that. You can a really big advance warning, but if you ever show that. Okay. Like, you know, give me a week to read up and. It's. <laughs> Cairo is a great movie, but it's, it's kind of about how sadness is. It's it's just really weird. Neither love it or hate it. Um, there's not really a middle ground with it, but it's but it's creepy, <laughs> creepy, creepy. So creepy. what have you watched lately? What I've watched lately is I've been sick as a fucking dog yeah. as I get every. Um, apparently there is something in August in the Pacific Northwest that hates my lungs and makes them stop working. Um, so I've been home a lot. Unfortunately, I have seen some movies, but it puts me in a documentary. And then I've been, I subscribe to Acorn TV, mm. which is all mm-hmm. British. So I've watched all of Agatha Raisin. Nice. I've watched all of Queens and Mystery. Um, so I've watched like lots of stupid women-led English mysteries, and I've just been delighted by them. But I've also watched a bunch of uh, Jen's Documentary Corner. <laughs> I watched Los Angeles Plays Itself, oh, which I've been is meaning to see that. It's really, really good. And the thing is, though, it's it's not it's not great in the sense of being a great documentary because it's done more as a um, it's almost it's droney. Stor- it's so droney. <laughs> not for Rias. <laughs> 
But it's more like visual storytelling mm. because he's just kind of telling a story mm-hmm. about all the things in Hollywood and all the different neighborhoods and, and how people have used it and how time has changed Hollywood. Mm. And it's just a, it's, it's like listening to somebody wonderful tell you a story. And, and I absolutely loved it. Is there, is there a noise. tiny ghost child that's hiding behind your couch? <laughs> I think Jim might be playing a game or something in there, like a video game. He is. That's probably it. He was playing. I didn't pick Batman? up on the. I don't think it picked up on the microphone. Could be, it could be. It the just Joker. freaked us out. <laughs> it just scared us because um, we're <laughs> we are um, pale flowers of femininity. Yeah, with our fans. Um, and then I watched. This changes everything, um, which was primarily led by um, uh, um, Jesus. Motherfucking Christ. Yeah, Jesus motherfucking Christ. They're very wow. prolific. They have a big career. <laughs> Tall, beautiful woman. She was on the first season of The Exorcist, was married to Jeff Goldblum. Gina Davis. Oh, oh I love her. My oh. my brain is a card catalog, uh. and I have to cross-reference back to where the name pops out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's in Earth Girls Are Easy, and, obviously. Yeah. And That's where your reference is. I know. Um, this changes everything is talking to a whole bunch of women who work in the industry, a whole bunch of directors that work Mm. in the industry and how it talks about things like, and it was very apropos. I I bought it a couple of months ago because I, I I literally ran across it and I'm like, well, I have to watch the trailer And, and Jim was sitting on the sofa and I'm watching it and it's like, you know, this is, you know, this is how it's hard to be a woman in Hollywood and you know, you, 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 you succeed downward. Like mm-hmm. there's men I graduated with. I went out. It was talking to the woman who directed uh, Bend It Like Beckham. I think yeah. this was her first mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So she, this movie knocks it out of the park, makes all this money, comes back, gets like one of the best uh, agents in Hollywood, gets a contract, and they never fucking give her another yeah. movie. And mm-hmm. she's so like, it's on the shelf. And mm-hmm. and basically it was saying that uh, the films in Hollywood, um, women direct half of a percentage of mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. So 99.5 is being divvied up amongst the men, and that half of a percentage is being divvied up amongst all the women. And literally, even if you're successful, they just will not give you an opportunity to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they'll have, like, one major success. And it's just, it's really hard listening to these women who've just done amazing work and can't get jobs. Yep. Um, and it talks about, you know, the industry and their experiences. And it was a great watch. It's a little infuriating. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, really interesting, really well done. I mean, it was really funny. I just stopped it. And I then I hit purchase now. And he's like, Jim just looks at me. He goes, just let them give you, take my money. And I was like, yes, you know, you, yes, shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the sad thing is, though, is that's part of what yes. speaks is, is dollars. And yeah. so it's yeah. why I will go in, like, the new Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, the biggest Terminator fan. Am I going to go see that stupid Fuck movie? Yes. Fuck yes. Because Linda Hamilton said, yeah. kicking, oh, yeah. fucking kicking fucking ass and being 60 and kicking yeah. fucking ass. What I love is, is the, 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 the young woman. Give her and Jamie Lee Curtis. She's yeah. so yeah. not like, sexualized. No. She's just fucking badass. Yeah. And, and it's just fucking awesome. It just, uh-huh. there's, we have a, a group online that's just like woman's group. And, and we're all getting older, you know, we're all women that used to go to the club together. And somebody shared that like four or five months ago, and we're all like, yes, like yelling from our uterus. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck yes, we're going to go see this. Um, 
Uh, I went and saw Ready or Not. Oh yes! Which was oh my god, hysterical. I want to see that so much. It that was amazing. Is so good, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's still playing at Oak Tree. Which, mm-hmm. if you live in Seattle, Oak Tree is um, awesome. It's awesome. It it, it still looks kind of like it looks like a strip mall theater, it which it was super duper budget, which is day. what it used to be. And it used to be like super smelly and nasty on the inside. It's yeah. all lazy boy seats. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice. nice. It is super really comfortable. Nice. Yeah. Reclining seats. It's yeah. Su- yeah, it's super nice. And everything else that I kind of watched, I kind of watched to talk about here and talk about movies that. Um... So, what have you watched lately, Rose? Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well. I have fallen into a new fandom, <laughs> and it is, uh, I've been watching a lot of this show called Critical Role, which is a Twitch stream. It's a bunch of voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and they are so, so good at it. Oh my god, they're breaking my heart. <laughs> and they're currently on like episode 75 or 76, so I'm trying to play catch up, which means that I have been listening to Critical Role for 10 hours a day. For three weeks. <laughs> so I'm on, well, for a while. I'm on episode 30, so it's it, it's been a while. Yeah, they're like three to four hours. But they're like three or four hours. Episodes are like three hours long. Huh. Plus, then on Thursday nights, I watch the live feed of the current ep- storyline, which I'm trying to catch up to in my background. Oh my so I have not watched anything. <laughs> oh, I watched uh, the first episode of that... Uh, Carnival Row on Amazon. Oh, I'm intrigued by that. Is it good? It's the first episode, so I cannot judge it. Yeah. But it's not very subtle. Let's say it lacks subtlety in in drawing comparisons between the way the elves and the fairies are discriminated against (laughs) and the uh, non-humans versus the humans. So because the elves and because like the fairies, three. right? The fairies have <laughs> yeah. come. The fairies have come from Ireland <coughs> into this new world, and they're being treated kind of the way that Irish immigrants were mm. at the time okay. period. Set in the it's set in some kind of a steampunky Victorian. Yeah. Yes, he's the boy. He he's elf? the boy. No, he's not. No, he's human. <laughs> not, this time. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. They lopped his ears off this time. <laughs> but every time that Orlando Bloom does a stunt in that, I get mad because he's not skateboarding down the street. Oh, my gosh. So you realize it's, it's as okay. you're watching it's... this, your entire job is going to be to, to figure out if my eyes are going to roll right out of my head at the costuming. Oh, they're gonna roll right out of your head. All right, then. There are some blue wigs. There are some wigs in that. (laughs) Oh my. How much corsetry with no actual, like, chemises or underpinnings? Ah. Well, there's one of the characters is a prostitute, so there's a lot of that. And they have to wear specific corsets when they're out in public that hold their wings down, which is kind of cool. Because she gets, one of the fairies gets a job as a household servant. And they don't want people to know that they have others in their house. I'm certain so the they face I'm making can transfer down. across audio right now. I'm, wow. Okay. I've watched the first episode. I don't feel strongly pulled to watch future episodes, but I probably will because I'm trashy that way. Maybe you should just do it so you can tell all of us about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw yourself on oh, that hand grenade. Throw myself, throw myself on Orlando Bloom's hand grenade. <laughs> He's a nice tribute. Should my family friends say? <laughs> 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 so did, 
Um, so that's been my watching history. Also, I have there's tons of things I want to see that have come and gone from the theater because we don't have a car right now, mm-hmm. and I have no transportation, and it's driving me crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Are you any closer to, this is neither here nor there, but are you any closer to getting your, your scooter back? It should be done tomorrow. <gasps> the question is, can I afford to get it back? Because I've had to spend so much on Uber to get to, oh. to work in the mornings. Well, I have enough money left to pick up the scooter from the repair shop. Oh. It's a delicate balancing act, people. <laughs> um, so did we all get into horror pretty young? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I did. was super, super yeah. young. I like, mean, inappropriately young. I was probably like 13, 12 or 13, yeah. so not super, super young, but... I'm trying to remember what the first time I read some version of Dracula. And I, I want to say it was like seven. When I was six months old, I was in a version of Dracula. <laughs> so I played the child okay, that Lucy was straight steals and eats in a whole movie that nice. my brother made because he loved horror films. Right, right, she but then I never really got into watching horror films until I was a teenager. I was That's five. That's what I really got into. Yeah. Nice. First I was, movie I remember was I was five. Yeah, yeah, I was really young. I was my mom watched five, six. Uh, right, my mom. I mean, we watched all the Hammer horror films, yeah. and I loved them since childhood. My yeah. mom watched. I was like the really, really little. Dark Shadows mm-hmm. since you know before I was born. Oh Which, well, yeah, we used to watch Dark Shadows. Did you see the news? The, the CW is rebooting uh, yeah, Dark Shadows. That, that seems I'm, like something. Oh, CW. I am conflicted. Is, is it going to be a bunch of sexy teens? Of course See, it is. And of course it is. With neon they, lights? They grow, I'm in. <laughs> I'll watch it. They grow those sexy teens in a vat down in the basement. They just pluck one out. Whatever they need new series. I have an irrational love for the 100 that just... I keep I've heard watching really it. Good things about it. I really it's, love Riverdale. I'm a huge Riverdale I, head. I couldn't <laughs> get past the first season. Not my jam. Not yeah. It's not people's and I jam. Like, it's I my like jam. teen stuff. I watch a I lot like of teen, teen stuff, stuff. But if nobody's likable, it's really hard for me. Yeah. In that first two episodes, like, yeah. everybody's just such a bunch of assholes. Yeah, people are terrible in that yeah. show, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, Liza Fetter is the one I, in fact, I just watched the second season of. Yeah, they're garbage and people, I enjoy but that. they're garbage show. people. It's, uh, I don't know if you're from Crypticon, Seth's show. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's just fun. It's just a good time. And, uh, it's what, what on Hulu. Uh, it's Light as a Feather. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking of watching that. It's a good time. Should it's worth it? watching. Yeah. Okay. I'd recommend it. Cool. Um, and the, the, the teens that aren't supposed to be likable are not likable for a good reason. Like, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't try to be sexy the same way some of the CW shows do. I mean, it's still a, a teen show, but yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think part of it, too, is the episodes are, they're 30 minutes long. That helps. A lot, and, and Sometimes so, helps. all of a sudden, it's over, and you're like, wait, no, I need to know, and so you want keep to going, keep yeah. going. Oh, okay, yeah. Good job. yeah. Jim, nice. Jim and I were really disappointed watching the new Twilight Zone, and we've literally mm. only watched the first episode, mm-hmm. because they, it, they are full hour-long episodes. Oh. Mm. Well, that's harder. it's too it long. It is, it is harder. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too long. Yeah. Like, even the first one we, we watched that we really liked, mm-hmm. and it was... It, like when you're sitting there telling yourself, "Well, this could have gotten cut." Like this, like this yeah. While you're watching it, you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's that, that's not important to the story. That should mm-hmm. be gone." Yeah, yeah. I've heard not too many people fall in love with that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not heard horrible things, if, but I've heard there was if all he keeps doing is making movies, I'll be very happy. Oh yeah, that. for yeah. sure. Or making more. Campiel. Okay, so how <laughs> so 
really, really young on my Are we still talking yeah. about how old you were when you got into horror? Or what our first horror movie was that we were Yeah, what's maybe? your first memory of a horror film? Squirm. Oh my god, Ooh, I love that movie. Oh, an, first actual, I'm, an actual uh, horror movie or the one that freaked us out when, at yes. the first horror movie? I'm a personal both. horror. Uh, <laughs> the first horror movie. I, I'm going to go with the first horror movie that I remember terrifying me. See, for, uh, I can't say that because... Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. For the first horror movie, it probably was... No, it had to have, it had to have been the thing. <laughs> Because mm. oh yeah, which is, which is my answer too. Yeah, That's because right. I was I saw it in the theater. It was a double feature with Alien, and one of my oh. mom's best friends loved Kurt Russell, but no one would go with her to see his new movie. So I she's like, gone with her. "I'll take the kids." So she took me and my best friend in <laughs> year ten. So yeah, we so. saw Alien and the Thing as a double feature. That's amazing. And, and I went to in third grade. I went to a sleepover at a, a friend's house, and of course, her parents just threw in the thing on laserdisc um, for for the. For the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the but children. the thing is, is before I even saw that... Um, Do it for the vine? We didn't have... I know. <laughs> we didn't have cable, but our my um, stepfather's family did. We were there like almost every day. Uh-huh. And so they just had HBO running all oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. So even before I saw oh, the yeah. thing, I saw like the first two Friday the 13th movies because yeah. they were just on all the time. And yep. My, I was raised by wolves. My friends had care. HBO, yeah. and I would go down to their house and watch movies constantly. And her mom worked nights, so nobody was there to supervise us. And that's how I saw Clockwork Orange when I was 12, and it changed who I was <laughs> in a pretty terrifying way was, for a while. What's hard for me to say of like what really like fucked me up is because I've like always like wrapped myself up in horror because my home life was fucking horrible and horrifying. So mm. horror movies, like, never, like, I never had nightmares about horror movies because my nightmares are I'm, like, back home or I'm reliving something that happened at home. So one of the movies, like, thinking about it, of, like, something that really messed me up and I didn't get to see it for, like, another almost 25 years was when I saw Paper House, mm. um, which is uh, Bernard Rose, who did mm-hmm. Candyman, did this. And, it, and on the box, it was, like, you know, just like Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's really not at all. It is nothing at all like, like that. It's about a child. Who gets ill, and she starts having these fever dreams, and, like, mm. sees this boy in them. Um, and, but there is a kind of, there's a scene where, her, I think her father has died, and um, she starts seeing this, like, father figure, except his face is, like, something's wrong with his face. And there's this scene where he is like literally stomping her, Uh, except it's in this dream way that isn't. Yeah. That's creepy. But it just, it fucked me up. Well, yeah, it's super Um, triggering because you've had that happen in real life. (laughs) Well, that's that, but not that far. But yeah. But anyway, but that really messed me up. So what was one of the first ones you saw? And then like the first one that really messed Um, you up. The first one, the first one I remember seeing and getting really creeped out at was arachnophobia. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> and I, when you said that earlier about about how you're scared of spiders, I was like, dude, that was like the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Because that like movie's... you were talking about with the HBO yeah, yeah. playing all the time. Oh, the movies are playing all the time. I saw it in the theater. I was probably like six or seven when I I was taken to it. it on a first date. Oh, oh my gosh. It totally that was a mistake. guy in the short term because I spent the entire movie cowering in his shoulder. I didn't get a second date. <laughs> yeah. Drop me off at home and I'm like, it was not a good time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that was the first one I remember watching um, when I was like 12 and 13. 
it was the dawn of the early uh, 2000s PG-13 horror movie, like, the remakes of, like, 13 Ghosts, and, like, oh, that yeah. t- that vibe was the movies that I would go I see. So <laughs> I'm a big uh, Matthew Lillard fan, so oh, I'm yeah. right there with you. He, um, he hugged me at the one that yes, I met you. You yes. were actually with me when he, he, he hugged, hugged me. Because he hugged me a he hugged me and he was high fiving everybody too. Yeah, Matthew it's, it's Lillard like being hugged, hugged by. A, yeah. I almost ran him over with my scooter once. Oh, it's like being hugged by a tree. Yeah. It's, it's like he's leaning down from on high. He's so tall <laughs> and he's yeah. so limbs. I know, like <laughs> limbs everywhere. Yeah. But the scariest. Uh, me and my friend used to watch a bunch of horror movie like DVDs when we were twelve or thirteen sleepovers in her basement. Um, and I, The Ring, still. <laughs> still, I think it's uh-huh. the scariest PG-13 horror movie. It's just really... I know there's the people who have to it, and it's just... Yeah. And it takes place in Seattle. Yeah. I have actually never seen video. it, because people I trust have said, I can't watch it. It's, yeah, stuff that's... I don't it's know. scary. It's, it See, will not go well with my... I like scary. Ryu, and I like The Ring. Mm-hmm. For entirely different reasons, yeah. and I like them yeah. both. Yeah, I like them both. I grew up in a house where horror movies were loved, but most of the horror movies that we watched were old stuff. They were right. like the Universal Monsters, mm-hmm. Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible mm-hmm. Man, that kind of stuff. Whenever it would come on, we would watch it. And we'd watch the really cheesy 50s horror movies yep. that would come on in the afternoon. Yep. And that's what I kind of grew up with. So one night, I had been out to the fair. I had gone there to see Jan and Dean in concert, and I have no shame about that. You should not. <laughs> and uh, I got home. And there was a black and white horror movie on. I was like, this won't be too scary for me. Mm. That movie turned out to be Night of the Living Dead. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't to get sleep. You, Barbara. I did not sleep for a week. I was mm. so scared. We had a fireplace that we heated the house with, and every time the wood would pop, I would jump out of bed. <laughs> oh. I was so scared. I had nightmares about zombies for the next at least the next ten years. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was not ready for that movie. <laughs> I showed that to my little sister a few years ago as her, like, first real horror movie mm-hmm. when she was, like, ten, and it w- it went over well. She yeah. didn't get too creeped but, out, but she was very into it, so I was like, yes. It's okay, a good, good. gateway right. for yeah. it is, it's, modern kids, especially, I think, because yeah. the effects don't... They're used to The Walking Dead, so right. yeah. The Living Dead is... But is, for yeah. me, who was Tame. used to nothing more hardcore than the universal horror films... Right. it's terrifying. ...seeing people getting their guts torn out just totally freaked me out. And I was pretty young then. I must have been maybe... I don't think I was 13 yet, because me and my friend had gone to the state fair, to the local fair to see Jan and Dean. Um, We were super young. And there was no one else home. Yeah, that's just... It's so hard when you're alone. And it was all dark in the house, and then I watched that, and I was completely broken for ages. (laughs) So that's the first horror movie that really messed me up. But after that, nothing really messed me up. Yeah. Right. Too much. There's a couple movies that... What about you, Kim? What was the... Well, my mom was similar in that we used to watch a lot of the Saturday and Sunday 2 p.m. creature feature kind right. of things. So, like, yeah. I used to see, you know, Squirm, Piranha, Slugs. Yeah. And none of those... None of Yeah. None of those really scared me. They were no, just... No, they're kind they of weird. They were fun. Yeah. And kind of weird. But um, my parents were fairly liberal with what my brother and I watch, particularly in the summer. Because mm-hmm. they're like, whatever, you, you know, stay up all night watching movies. Yeah. Do, do your worst. Uh, and so... Initially, similar to you, the the Friday the Thirteenth used to run on USA like up all night, mm-hmm. and my oh, yeah. yeah, my brother and I'd stay up all night watching <laughs> watching those. And we had a cabin. My family went to a cabin in the woods in the summer, and so that would 
creep me out. Oh, but yeah. What I very vividly remember where I actually woke my mother up to tuck me in, and I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight, mm-hmm. was uh, it was during, because we didn't have HBO, I think it was HBO that used to run Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, We didn't have that, but it was one of their preview weekends. So, of course, my brother and I are staying up all night to watch. I love those preview weekends. (laughs) Yeah. And we're just like, give us all the material. My parents are like, all right, have a good Friday night. And they went to bed. (laughs) And it was an episode of Tales from the Crypt where uh, Santa, and I remember because there was a thing with a fire poker snag. No, it was the, the woman killed her husband, and she killed him with a fire poker, and it snagged on his brain. (laughs) <laughs> and then Santa was creepy and had the little kid at the end and was saying, naughty or nice, naughty or nice. <laughs> and I think it was the Santa that did it because, like, Santa, I, I was right, a big Christmas kid. and Santa is important when you're Santa. It's like 2 a.m. and I'm waking my mom up being like, can you tuck me in? And my mom's just like, what is going on? I'm like, can you just tuck me in, please? And she's like, okay. And she tucks me in, and she's like, do we need to revisit you guys' watch? I was like, no, I just need you to tuck me in. (laughs) But, like, I still have a very vivid memory of that. And being on the couch, and my brother on the other couch, and me with the blanket, like, here. (laughs) See, you're so lucky because you had a partner in crime. Yeah, yeah not so much. He he used to do stuff to lit like he's the reason I saw Candyman when I was like eleven. <laughs> which I should not have probably seen. But he, he would be like, Hey, let's watch this thing that you probably shouldn't be watching. Be fun. That's great. It'll be fun they said. I mean now I'm like, <laughs> yes. At the time there was things that, that, that I mean again, I I got exposed so young to some of those that I think that affected me a little even before I started doing theater and doing film uh, because it it freaked me out so much when I was little. But then as I started to like, oh, this is how practical effects are done. This oh, this the is how they, yeah. yeah. These are how they achieve these things. This is yes. what. Right. Then I became that. Then I became yeah. the Tom Savini nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once, once I want to know like, how you did the trick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got $5 a month from uh, my dad and stepmom who lived like four hours away from me. It was their their allowance they gave me. And hmm. it was just enough to buy either a Fangoria or a Ooh. wrestling magazine. Oh, my gosh. So I started buying them in the early 80s, probably like probably like 84, 85 is when I started getting them. So I got to discover who, you know, Screaming Mad George was. Yes. Right. And, you know, that, yeah. And the thing is, is like we didn't have... Um, a VCR until I was nearly in 10th grade, which would have been like 1990. Mm. And so when I started hitting my teens, um, during the summer when I'd get together with my friend Jody, we would go to the video, the little tiny video store in my tiny town. We'd rent a VCR, mm-hmm. rent mm-hmm. five horror movies, right, and then watch them the whole night. And it was like I lived for moments like that. They both look the same. So it's Maggie and Max, and that is... I've been waiting to meet them. <laughs> They're very fluffy. I can't see the caller. Sometimes <laughs> I can't tell. In our in our topic of you know women in horror and women's experiences in horror, who else has read uh, Dead Belongs in Bad Mothers by Sandy Doyle? I've not started, Sandy but it's Doyle. on my Sandy list. I have not. You told me about I it. I bombed through it in an afternoon, oh, and oh, wow. she is obviously one of our people. Yeah, oh, she is <laughs> obviously one of our people. I'm so and excited! It was just it because it really it gave me a lot to think about oh. about Her discussion the on the exorcism or on the exorcist. Yeah. Is I don't I don't necessarily 
completely go as, as far as she does into it, mm-hmm. but it, it stands to kind of a societal belief of girls coming into menstruation right. mm-hmm. and she's something she talks about that more. But one yeah. of the things I, and it's one of the small things I really liked about the book is she, for each section, gives in the back kind of a highlight of, you know, if you want to experience more about this, here are some of the movies or the media you should check oh, that's out. Great. And she gives these great summations mm-hmm. and her summation of practical magic is the essential distillation of the Lilith Fair, girl power, drinking margaritas, and raising boyfriends from the dead like you do. <laughs> and at which point I'm like, okay, yes, so yeah, there we go. I love her already. It, it was really good. And part of what inspired even doing this specific episode was <laughs> we live in a magic time. We live in a magic time where there are some movies that are being made that fucking speak to us. The mm-hmm. fact that in the last couple of years, The Witch and Midsummer and Hereditary, and I'm trying to think of like some of the other like horror movies, Babadook. That, but the Babadook, yeah. um, Revenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I love Revenge. Yeah. 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 So, I love Revenge so much. Really good. <laughs> See, I can't believe how much blood they used in that. Like it's it's yeah. You're not into the rape revenge. Stuff. I can't. That's fine. But I think it's like an important aren't. thing to talk about but mm-hmm. um but well that's why we watched it for you <laughs> <laughs> so what i kind of see the thing what i also love too is like you two are talking from a slightly different experience than the three of us because we've got like a lot of different age ranges here mm-hmm. like we grew up in the 80s and and i think there's a lot of final girls that like i felt i felt represented watching like final girls yeah. And getting me into horror, whereas now I look back on it, and Final Girls kind of piss me off. <laughs> and that's one of the things I was really thinking about when we were talking about doing this podcast, of that, especially if you grow up in the generation of horror fans that, like, Rise and I did, you then have to unlearn a lot of, like, male gaze, male-centric thinking about horror, where, you know, oh, the final girl is the one who didn't have sex, so obviously mm-hmm, she's yeah. going to be the one to survive. Right. Or uh, here's a she's, horror movie, and here's the section where somebody's kids get shot before she dies. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And where I love Nancy, really fucking love Nancy, there's a lot of service that the final girl, I think, does for women. And seeing there's movies made now that are being made... But one, one of the things that I... Hold on, let me just kind of pull my thoughts together. I actually have a little bit of note on this. <laughs> there are films that are being made by by men mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my fucking god, yes. Oh yeah. And yeah. but 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 the thing is, they're not being made by men that are like, women are fucking awesome and I'm celebrating them and I'm telling a, a female story. So there is okay, so something had happened in the news recently. Eliza Dishkow who most of us mm-hmm. here are familiar with. Buffy. Yeah, she was on Buffy. Exactly. She played a Faith in yep. Dollhouse. And she was on Dollhouse. Um, on. So anyway, she was on a recent TV show <laughs> called Bull with yeah. Michael Weatherly, yeah. who was of NCIS, who I was familiar with. This is Max. Max. Hi, Max. I can tell You'll be able voice. to see Maggie because she has Beautiful. a little collar. Go ahead. It's okay. No, he's going to sit right here. Oh gosh, so um, basically, Eliza Dushkow left like the series, and she claimed... Well, she was well, asked. To, she was pushed off. She was. She was. She, was fired. she yeah. did a, a guest stint that was supposed to lead to a series regular position. Yep. And so she came forward citing all kinds of horrific 
harassment Uh that occurred. And to combat her, um, Michael Weatherly and a bunch of the people doing the show provided some video footage disproving her point. Yep. And it was all video footage of them harassing her. Yeah. And they were like, uh, no, this pretty much illustrates everything that she said. And she walked away with, uh, oh, like six, six seven million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, Which, you know, get it, sister. It was the equivalent of what she would have gotten if she'd been on the show for a few years, basically. Yeah. Hi, you just go ahead and sit there. Um, but, but well, part I was, of, oh, go ahead. One so what is really hard is, is I love Ex Machina mm-hmm. and I have forgotten the guys, Alex, Alex something. But anyway, he's, he, he wrote, he wrote like 28 days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. He has a good pedigree when it he comes does. to. Yeah. But he is kind of known in the industry as kind of a bro. Yeah. And so I saw Machina, and in a lot of ways, it's the story of, ha, 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 bitches be crazy, huh? Yeah. And we uh, see these stories, and we grab them, because while because they're... Because they're, they're well, crazy, but they're women, and we don't get to see very many strong women, but so... But the thing is, is in their telling of, like, why we're crazy, we're like, yes. Yeah. We don't see it as <laughs> and crazy. This is, and this is why we then act crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not even crazy. But because if you flipped the gender... The yeah. guys wouldn't be yeah. seen as crazy for acting like that. No. If it was a guy sex button, X button, he would have been that. He would have been seen. It's as the same hero. thing with yeah. the actor. Guy I mean, we talked button. about this before we actually hit record. The actor in Midsummer, who plays the boyfriend, who plays Christian, and who he hasn't. He's not dealt well with the level of of um kind of hate that's been. Uh, directed at, directed at him, and he's like, "I don't think Christian's that bad." And I'm like, "But this is this is the problem. Is that the problem is that you don't think Christian. he's that bad?" Yeah. I am. There are male friends of mine that I'm really wary about when they eventually see Midsummer of talking to them about it because they're, they're my gonna friends, take and I don't them. want to have to like hit. Them I don't want to explain. I don't want to punch their balls, but I will. It's mm-hmm. interesting talking to dudes after seeing that movie, and it's like as soon as that movie's over, I'm just like. Oh my gosh, the the relationship was terrifying. Like that emotional uh-huh. abuse, that emotional and manipulation. Then and then the guys are the, the guys are like, I don't really whatever about what that, but like the sacrifice was crazy no, or like the bear suit and everything. And I'm like, Yes, but I keep you going back really to the relationship. Yeah. Like and I feel like I've seen a lot of that on like film Twitter too, like all were uh, women's reactions were way more visceral to the relationship yeah. part of the well, movie, whereas, whereas yeah. men's yeah. reactions were all about um, the violence or the, the sacrifices. Well, it's yeah. kind of like the really witch isn't that in a way, and that they're both movies about women moving toward empowerment yes. in ways that society may not think is cool. And being told that, I mean, because it's, I think this speaks to, we are told we are acting irrational. We are told we are being emotional. We are told we need to apologize. Like the, the thing where the, the, the fight they have, I can't oh, really was... call it a fight where she's like, it just was weird because I didn't know you were going to be going to Sweden for a month. Uh, and he's in like, a week. I said it would be cool. And she's like, yeah, you said it'd be cool. That doesn't mean you're going. But, but like, you're leaving on Tuesday and you didn't say anything. And he's talking on the phone with her friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, she's being too vulnerable. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we've all and, been there, dude. Yeah, but what, and it is a weird feeling. I will literally say the moment in that movie that fucking gutted me because I recognized myself so, so much is literally when she calls him 
and she is sobbing hysterically and she sucks it all in to not be too much while she's talking to him on the right phone. when her yeah. parents have yeah. been murdered. And oh, she's like, because that, I she's you know, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. spoilers. And and, <laughs> and and she's just like, I have to not be too much. Yeah. yeah. So I have to suck every feeling mm-hmm. I have and be make sure I'm not being too much and I'm not upsetting him and I'm not. Right. I gotta him take too the mushrooms at the same time everyone else is, or I won't be the cool girlfriend. <sighs> yeah, you don't want to be a bummer. You don't want to be a bummer as the only yeah. girl hanging out with the, I, the friends and everything. Yeah. I yeah. swear to God, I never. I worked so hard in in my youth. And the being being the cool girlfriend or being the feet. cool female yep. friend is another thing that. And I don't know if this is if this was like Rice's experience in the same generation, but this was something that got just it was the background radiation. If if you were a female horror fan, you had to be the you, cool chick. You, you had to be, be the, the cool chick. One of the guys. Let's go watch the you know. Let's go watch all the ultra violence movies. Sure. Let's go watch the little girl who lived down the lane. Sure. Let's go. I watch love less, little girl that lived you know, down the lane. <laughs> or you know, hey, yeah, you got faces of death. Sure. Let's watch that. And yeah, there, there was no. You didn't There's feel, no borderline. There wasn't a borderline, and because, I didn't necessarily feel... Because a real feel, pissing contest. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I could... And I had you, the, the empowerment or the even... Right, the you say, right I don't to say, watch, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch Faces of Death. Oh, what, are you scared? Yeah. Well, when I started watching, when I was constantly told when I was a kid, because I... Um, when I was younger, and apparently arguably still now, because somebody just said, what do you mean you can be a bitch? You smile so much. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> so you don't recognize what a bitch I'm being. Let <laughs> me show you all my teeth now. Yeah. <laughs> so that when I'm coming to rip your throat out, then it seems like it's pleasant for us all. <laughs> it's called protective coloration. It works really well. Yeah. But um, I was constantly told, you're too nice for this. Yep. You shouldn't watch these things. They're not movies for girls like you. They're not movies you should watch. And it was it was a horrible message to be to get when you're a kid that already there's restrictions on who you can be and and that this is where I'm trying to go, but this is what I'm being told I should go. Right. I was very secretive of how much I liked horror. Yeah, I didn't talk about it until I got into my Really, it was my late twenties where I and I found it's because I found online stuff. Yeah. But like my my brother even said to me one day, I'm like, my brother and I used to watch these films together. Right. But well, no, because he actually asked my ex, and my ex was the one that told me because they'd been hanging out, and he was like, "When did Kim get so into horror?" And I give my ex very little credit for anything, but I do give him credit for this because he said she's always liked it. Yeah. I think you just didn't see it. Yeah. One of the things about, you know, this is this is the sort of horror you like or why, you know, you don't seem like you're too nice to like this sort of stuff is weirdly something I have had to deal with through the decades in being a fan of vampire media. Now, mm. I love me some gothic romance. Mm-hmm. I am all for gothic romances. But because I'm a girl and because I'm a girl who dresses in a very distinctive, has its roots in gothic romanticism fashion. Right. It is assumed that I only like the brooding romantic hero vampires when really right. I'm like, no, 30 days a night. Yeah! the monsters. And yeah, and they're like, pass. but that's not what we expect of you. Yeah, we expect to be this swoony romantic with like delicate you traces have of blood both. on your face. And I'm you like, mean women might be complex and layered? What? No. <laughs> you can like them all. I remember, you can have both. I remember a boyfriend. This, is, this isn't even a horror. 
But I remember a boyfriend we watched. Uh, he's he's a Jersey guy, and we watched um, Taxi Driver. Mm. And I remember him looking at me after we watched it, saying, "I'm really uncomfortable with how much you laughed during this movie." Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm uncomfortable with how much you didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's selling to me. Yeah. yeah. That's that's always the sort of thing where, yeah. and that was something again I had to deal with where I had I had male friends or I had boyfriends who were like. You were really into that kind of disturbing horror novel. I'm like, yes, fuck yeah, I, I was. Am. Yeah, of course. I yeah. love my crappy horror novels. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you can have a bubbly personality and go home and watch someone get their face ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. is my favorite TV yeah, show. Yeah, I love, like, the French New Extremity and uh-huh. torture porn and, like, Final Destination movies. I the love Saw franchise. Give me, like, a good, like, violent puzzle-type horror mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And I, like, the gorier the better. But, like, I'm still, like, a feminist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liking problematic media does not discount right. your other personality traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't limit them. So It doesn't mean you're a problematic person. Yes, you are, Ryaz. <laughs> <laughs> but for other reasons. That's <laughs> for other reasons. I have found two movies, and one of them I, I actually, nobody at work listens to this, I actually had on, I was like finishing it at work so I could have watched the whole thing. So has anybody else here seen Sightseers by Ben yeah. Wheatley? Not yes. yet, no. but I want to. Okay, so I, when I first watched Sightseers, so basically Sightseers is um, this movie. Okay, this woman is in her 30s and lives with her mother, and it's an awful relationship with her mother. But she meets this man, and she falls in love with him. They decide to go on, like, a caravan vacation where they're going around in a, in a like, like an RV. Like an and it's it's the guy from Dark Song. Oh, oh my god, I love that movie. You I have know. to show that to me. I still haven't seen Sold. it. Sold. <laughs> oh, yes, I will show them both. Um, and they go off together, and just shit goes, <laughs> shit goes dark really fucking fast. And I remember the first time I watched it, like it ended, and I was like, "Oh my god, fuck you!" And then it stayed with me. And then I slowly, like, I just kept replaying it in my mind, and I'm like. Oh, it's the world's best coming of age story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then, so she was one of the writers on Sightseers. They like wrote it together. And then she did a movie after that. And I have seen the ads for it a million times. And I was just like, oh, it looks stupid. I'm not watching it. She did this movie called Prevenge. That's also really good. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I recommend oh, both. And my. she does too, I think. God, <laughs> I love it so much. I wish I watched this movie when I was pregnant. Oh, that movie. You because were about poor it. Max. Because he'll come back. I know. Come on. They always come back. <laughs> oh, you poor baby. So funny. Oh. And I'm very upset. It's hard to be a kitty. It is. Here's my butthole. <laughs> Do you mind? No. So, anyway, there was a woman who I only got close to at work while I was pregnant and then I had my daughter and she's like oh you're you're so happy I just figured you were a really angry person I'm like no my baby's byproduct was rage and one of the guys this guy Julian that I worked with he's like oh no she's very sunny but like when I was pregnant I was a fucking angry pregnant woman and I did not find pregnancy to be this like precious like I actually lost a friend who who felt I wasn't um, appreciative oh my enough God. of oh, my pregnancy. Of your gift. And, yes. <laughs> and I talked about 
too much that was negative because I was I'm, my body you know, like, is oh, I was not throwing like up pre- for six hours today. So much but vomiting. It's the gift of pregnancy. But, but you debate my pregnancy. Like every oh, other. Life. You're like sorry, I'm not glowing right now. Like, every other day that I <laughs> like, talked to you, you were like, "Fuck this nonsense! I want the baby. I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Yep. This is bullshit." I am pretty precious about my kid. Yeah, I really love her and I love parenting her and I'm pretty, but I'm still pretty fucking realistic about it. But pregnancy is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were like, just so angry. Of the process of creating that child in your body was and, unpleasant. And Doesn't sound fun. It was uh-huh. awful, and I was 35, she and it was just awesome kid, fucking bullshit. And she wrote and directed and filmed this movie while she was seven months pregnant, and she starts hearing this little piping voice. Because her husband, the day she found out she was pregnant, he died in a climbing accident. Oh. Mm. And she just starts fucking killing people. Yeah. And, and you see her, I feel like you see her in a way realistically go through that depression, though. Like, I feel like yes. some some of it's, like, crazy, like, you know, it's this murdery movie or whatever. But a, a lot of it's just, like, no, this is, like, real depression shit. Which yes, is scary is. in its, its own it's right. It's really depression. It which I feel the ending completely supports when she... I'll just let that be. I think it really supports everything that she represents up to that point. But, like, I swear to God, give me a <laughs> fucking knife when I was pregnant. <laughs> give, give me a knife and a fucking alibi. And I there was really a, tempted to a couple times. I got to admit. I was trying to... Let me put it this way. Other people talked me down. From yeah. enabling you in your murderous rage. I promise it was not it me. It was not you. It was not <laughs> but you. I was, I was so happy. And the thing is, it's like, listening to, I think her name is Alice Lowe, I think. Alice, who the director and the star of mm. those two movies. Um, but where she's like, you know, everybody talks about that you have to be so precious about about pregnancy. And it's like, I didn't feel any of that. And it was like, I loved making this. And, and the thing is though, is what gets me with sightseers and with prevenge is they're just sold as over the top comedies. People watch them. And also one of the things that's really wonderful, I think about, especially about sightseers here, I'll pet you more is it talks about the underlying rage that people have, especially in Britain, Mm-hmm. Like, how, how underlyingly angry they are underneath their happy faces. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about, Mary, you a British man. No, no. clue. Mm. Not a bit. And he is always just cheerful and reserved and stoic. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my experience on the rail. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and an alibi. <laughs> but, yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, that's the thing that makes me so fucking happy now is is there's so much anger in Hereditary. Oh. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I love that movie. You know, and and the thing is, it's like, in The Witch, I I love that as a wonderfully feminist movie. But the thing is, I mean, she's just treated like shit the entire fucking, Mm -hmm. like, society treats her like, her family's fucking awful. And at the end, one person's just really nice to her. Yeah. And And he's a a goat. And he's an adorable (laughs) goat. He's an adorable goat. Would you like a pretty dress? And some Would you like to live deliciously? Would you like tasty food and really pretty clothes? Nice food and pretty clothes? Yeah. But, like, I love, I love, I love fucking unlovable women and unlikable women. That's what I fucking love about the Babadook. Yeah. Is, is there are movies that deal with the depression and the pressure. Yeah. And, and I don't really care if people... Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> I can hear that purr, like, all the way across. He's, yeah. he's a very happy, he's, disgusting He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. are. I have 
large cat. It's, it's like my boyfriend's cat. It's like the Norwegian discussion that's been going cat. on oh in God, social media about why why is the most valuable thing a woman can be is pretty or beautiful. Okay. Oh, I was just talking about I that. I know. So, so okay. So I got all grumpy about it. I liked it. And then car. someone, some guy, tried to tell you about how, but no, you're just not looking at the right way. What? Oh, have you not seen that reply? Yeah. I haven't seen the reply oh, yet. Oh god! Someone, did someone Victor. mansplain your yes <laughs> critique so, of beauty? Yes. Oh no, god! I hope so it wasn't I got, Victor. I got. I, I okay. Dearly. So I'm gonna just okay. So you know, I'm 45, and my body's changing, and my face is changing, and I've been really sick and on prednisone for 20 days. Oof, and prednisone. I've been sick for so long, and I to make myself feel a little bit better because I felt like shit for so long. I put on some makeup and I took a picture and I am estranged from all of my parents right now. And I looked like my mother mm. and I have not talked to her since she called me a month after my wedding and then told me she'd only accidentally called me and she was busy and hung up on me. Um, and so, um, yeah. Uh, but I took this picture and it, it was like, it was like a kick in my feels junk. I was like, not only do I just feel old and unattractive, but I look like someone whose face doesn't make me happy. And, and we can is, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, and then I got really, I like, I waited a couple of hours and I was like, no, I can get a decent picture. And so I made sure my angles were right. And I took a picture and I realized like how important it had felt to still feel pretty. Sometimes I feel like selfies are mixed bag. Are like self yeah. care. So I, I know. Are. As soon as I said that, I'm like, am I gonna seem like no, a millennial no, 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 here? No, that's no, no, like no, no. the other the other day they on are. Saturday. They I, are. I specifically, even if you don't show it to anybody. Well, I specifically took a photo and of I had no makeup on because I was I you was having hilarious huge, hair. I know I was having a huge <laughs> pain flare up. I've had a migraine going on for like a week and a half now because I don't get my migraine shots until next week. And because I sometimes I show those pictures, I have a very large following online for good or for ill. And I feel like there are times when I have to post the unflattering photos so I can say, this is what people look like in real life. This is what Mm -hmm. real life is. Yeah, Don't think that this is what you have to look like every day. That's also super appreciated as, as someone who follows accounts with a lot of, with a lot of people who I'm like, oh my gosh, you're. You're Not so only beautiful, beautiful, you're, like, cool and stylish, and I think you're awesome. Like, seeing vulnerable posts like that really do make a difference. I'm trying... Because I do the goth at the office photos every day when I'm at work, and I am trying to get less hung up myself about, oh, is this a flattering photo? Oh, is this a good angle? I am trying... I basically have now given myself a hard limit of, okay, you can take five photos... And you pick whichever one you like out of that, but you're not going to stand there for 15 minutes trying to find the perfect lighting angle to take a photo. It can drive you crazy. Well, it can drive you crazy, and it's it's disingenuous. Yeah. I mean, even there are people yeah. I know... it starts know, to pull you down. You're like, I yeah. can't take a good photo today because today I don't... Yeah. I'm not as valuable today. Yeah. yeah. And you put... Well, and that's just it. You put value on your own worth by how you're feeling and looking on a yeah. given day. So I... I talked about it today online. Yeah. And there were a bunch of, well, everybody's told you you're beautiful. You know you're beautiful. And I'm like, no. That's no. not what the conversation is about. No, mm. my problems are, is I don't know I'm beautiful. And well, but, but in that, Jan. but my value. All lives matter. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, but just uh, hijack but the conversation also, and make it about something else. Yeah. And why do I feel this push to have to be attractive? Yeah. Like, why is that more important than, like, my emotional state? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it more important to be attractive than to be kind? 
Yeah. 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 And it just really, like... And they're like, well, you know. And it's like, oh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, that does not change the internal emotional landscape. Right. Yeah. And having other random people say, but you're gorgeous, no. does not. No. It just means they're saying, you can be part you, of that horrible machine you you're raising. It just means they're saying, please don't complain. You're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I can be an entire garbage fire shaped like a human being that I could take a good picture today so it doesn't matter you know I, yeah. you see this is where it wraps right back to Jennifer's body for me I, yeah I was gonna say Jennifer's body yeah I love Jennifer's body I wish I liked it I know more. I know but it, I know it's not like the movie it, for you but. I like it as as what it is I it's the stupidest hang up it's it's Diablo Cody's Dialogue just kind of puts me off. Yeah. Not a fan of I love her dialogue so much. But but the thing is, it doesn't have to be for me. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no one's right or wrong. And it's also part of why I loved... Oh, God, now I'm going to blink. The the girls, the... St. Trinians? No, not St. Trinians. That's not. The two... Tragedy girls. Tragedy girls. I love how she looks at me. You're gonna you're gonna tell me the name of that movie, aren't you? And I go, yes. <laughs> I knew, but that was one of the other things because, again, you know what they are doing to drive up their hit count, to become virally popular, and they yeah. can do this because they're cute. Did yep. you guys see Assassination Nation? I haven't. Not yet. Everyone should see it. Is it documentary? No. I know it's about oh. a group of girlfriends in high school who decide to band together and basically like get rid of all the rapist shitty dudes out there. But then <gasps> someone puts out like some one of the girls' nudes, and it becomes a whole thing where the town decides to basically go like no laws in the town, and everyone's just gonna like murder each other, and the girls have to like fight for their shit. It's that so sounds amazing. Okay. It's so good. Okay, let's watch that. Yeah, watch it. But it's it's that <laughs> sort of thing where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do it matters how you look mm-hmm. and speaking as someone who who dresses very funny but is still considered very conventionally pretty and i know i am self-aware enough to know i can admit that i have gotten away with so much shit because <laughs> oh yeah because you used to sit in a hotel lobby at a convention and tell people to buy you jewelry and they would do it my it was something i'm bored thing. and it worked Every time. Every time some dumb boy oh would gosh. go run into the dealer's awesome. room and come back with some ridiculous Oh, I was thing. hell on wheels in my 20s. I was terrible. <laughs> you, were, you were hilarious. If you had really realized your superpower then, ah. you would have conquered nations. I would have. Yeah, but, I would and, have too. And I look at pictures time, of me back then and I I'm knew like, I was, damn, I was hot. I was, I was doing a terrible around. thing, but no one was going to call me on it. Yeah. No one was going to call me on it. And in retrospect, I feel... Actually, no, I don't, I don't feel, feel bad. bad. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. They bought you things because they wanted to buy you things. No, a bunch of them bought me things in the hopes that I'd sleep with them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also back on them. Yes. Yeah, that's their problem. Uh, another kind of couple of movies, and I can only think of two right now, but I know... Well, there's there's a lot of movies I love that focus on uh, women and younger women sometimes and their relationships with each other and how they can be kind of ugly. I watched Braid, mm. which I... Fucking I've been nervous to I watch it, it because yet. I've heard it was I've, just a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Oh, thank that. you for reminding me that I need to it go buy a copy of Starry Eyes. It is on my Amazon. And Starry Eyes, I fucking broke love. me. 
I loved it, but like I was in a corner sobbing afterwards. It, oh. it broke me. Whereas I'm like, yeah. oh, that was the entire music industry in the 90s if you were a girl. Alrighty um, then. Well, actually, it hit because as a performer, I yep. was just like, yep. Uh, another one that I really liked was um, Always Shine. I love Always Shine. Mm. So, Victor oh. Hall is like one of my favorite new directors. So um, she did. I don't know if you guys watched the Blumhouse has an Into the Dark series on Hulu, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did one called New Year, New You, which mm-hmm. is I haven't I watched it yet. Focused on like to. social media influencer and uh, her old friends who get together on New Year's Eve to reconvene and like, just like kind of try to be best friends again. Oh my god, it is I so good! And she's about to direct the new Black Christmas remake, which I'm nice. so excited for. Oh, I'm a huge fan of hers. And I, I don't know how I feel about the Black Christmas has. remake. I don't. I, but I, 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 I feel love to like see it be good. Black Christmas was such an awesome. for its time such an amazing awesome. feminist, feminist film. Yeah. yeah, definitely. How it talked about abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the boyfriend each other. is literally the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sophia took. I feel like this director is like you. You liked Always Shine. I feel like she's really good at portraying the complexities of female friendship and the dualities of like female identity. So I think I'm yeah. really excited for it. Oh, I'm so excited! You've seen those movies. <laughs> <laughs> See, I my um, I have a I call it horror movie Friday, mm. and every Friday night we the family gets together, we go to dinner, and then we come back here and watch a movie. And I have That's taken it fun. as my goal to like find these little lesser known movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then I bring them back here, and then I show yes. them because we look watched... at this. I, this yeah. I'm so jealous yeah. of this right now. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I have had the last couple places I've had, I've had like, they're tiny places, but there's just enough wall to yeah. make that happen. <laughs> like, I don't really care what else exists in my home. <laughs> as long as you were able to show the film it's the important. size you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Under the Shadow um, because mm, I think it combines yeah. so much, which is really about being uh, how how it can be frightening to be female. Yeah, because mm. I swear to God, more than the gin. Oh, being a woman, being what a woman in Tehran. Um, oh. It's about a woman in Tehran whose apartment po- who there's his apartment is possibly haunted. There's uh-huh. also bomb. like war stuff. But there's yeah. Yeah. War, a bomb hits. And it's just terrifying as a, being a woman alone in that the society. The scene where she leaves because... And I'm terrified because I'm like, you did not put on a headscarf. Yeah. And the thing is, there's a point where they capture her when she leaves another time. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is, like, Tehran, in, like, the 70s and the 60s, it was, like, every fucking where else. They had their yeah. fonts. And then all of a sudden, they came into power. and they, Yeah, the yeah, Ayatollah came into power, and suddenly it's strict religious conservatism. And the next door next to it is the bathroom. Because um, that for me is probably the scariest scene in the movies where oh, she, where like, the cop oh God, pulls her over. Her. Because the thing is, the thing is that they're, they're like, we could beat you. And yeah. the next time she runs outside, I'm just like, oh my God, they're gonna. It, they've already warned you once. What will yeah. they do to you? How are they going to I, hurt you? I had a babysitter who, in the 70s, the Shah of Iran's wife was her cousin, so she moved from America when she was a kid and lived in the Shah's palace, and she was like. Yeah, the first thing I learned is you never, as like, I was a little kid. I didn't know you don't go outside in a short sleeve t shirt. And I almost got stoned in the streets by people. Uh, as a kid. As a kid, yeah. because she didn't know better. And yeah, it was, 
she had some really scary stories. She was a great babysitter. Mm. You always want a babysitter with a horrible with a horrible past who's willing to spill about it. Well, true. Or if you can get a nurse, a nurse is a great babysitter oh, because true. they got no sense. They're like, and then his bowels were filled all over the hospital. It, it like, doesn't madly ha- matter how badly you get hurt; you'll be fine. Mm. Just wash it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there anything that you've seen that just like really struck you? Recently, um, I mean, Midsummer. I feel like it, almost more than any movie I've seen in the last year. Really, um, I saw it three times. See, I'm so crushed. I've only seen it once. We're gonna go see the the director's, the director's cut. cut. Yeah, because I which I, is not being released on the Blu-ray. Yeah, that was I why know. I wanted to see it in theaters. Well, they're they're only releasing it on Apple TV, which makes me really angry. The the director's cut, yeah, or it's only gonna be on uh, Apple TV. Yeah. I don't care. I will make. I will so, find some way to have it, because I haven't seen it, and it just. And the thing is, it's only play, playing places at like nine thirty at night, or do like you the guys, middle of the day. Yeah. Do you think that being a woman, that the way that women experience horror is essentially different from the way that guys experience horror? horror? Yes. And I'm talking yes. specifically yeah. about yes. films, not about real life. Yes. Yes. Yes to both. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but yes, because like, of both. I feel like a lot of men. For horror, that it's like baseball cards. They have to know every stat on every film. Oh, mm-hmm. the fandom, the fandom divide. Mm-hmm. Well, because even yeah, I, and and it's it's. I, I posted a movie on my hundred days of horror recently. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sleepaway Camp three, mm-hmm. and I feel like I. It was like right away someone came in and just started posting stats about the movie. Like this is what happened. And this is what happened. And this is what happened. I'm like. Yeah, and? Right. Yeah. I mean, A, I already knew that. But mm-hmm. B, why did you why did you feel compelled to come onto my post and just fling all these facts about the movie out there? To show he's a real To man. show, yeah, to yeah. show you exactly. know. Yeah. Men that we know yeah. and we like. Men we like. Have walked up to me and had a discussion and explained things yep. to me. And I'm like, I'm... I'm aware of it. Thanks. Yeah. You know, because uh, I don't That's know why. One of the things it's it's I the hand on your lower back. Let me, let me let me let me let me usher you in something I forget. Let me usher you in and give you directions. Yeah, I know. And then you go in and there's some guy explaining explaining midsummer to you or asking. I had a friend of mine, I was at a party and I was talking to her and her new boyfriend, and I was talking about I think something I just I like paneled about recently. Um, because I, I, well, I mean, we panel together at Crypticon, but I also, like, do classes in true crime, and I do tours in true crime, and murder, and, and podcasts, and all this stuff, and, um, and I think I was, it was when I was still, oh, this was a while ago, it was when I was still with a horror honey, so I'm like, I'm writing for a horror magazine and a horror website, I, I know, I know some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched some movies, but as we do. But maybe a man could explain some of that to you. And they, well, her boyfriend started going off about, you need to meet this friend of mine, because he could tell you all these things, because he's a horror fan. And I'm like, or I could tell him some things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, but no, no, no. I mean, but he's really a horror fan. I'm like, I write for, I write for a fucking horror magazine. Yeah. Why are we but having this? But he's really a horror fan. But right. he's really a horror right. fan. But I, 
Her and I both have had the experiences working at Scarecrow where men won't ask us questions because they think we're girls and don't know the answer. Yeah, as, like, two of the only, I mean, there's a couple other girls from time to time, but two of the only, like, main ones working full-time at the time, there would be instances where I would be asked to go find someone who knew about a certain genre instead of asking if I knew about something. Yeah, I had someone, okay, so one of my favorite movies of all time is All About Eve. Mm, Yeah. I have read books on this movie. I know so much about this movie. It's ridiculous. And a guy came in and tried to mansplain it to me one day. And did you punch his dick? I could not. He was a customer. Ah. But everybody, all of my coworkers were in the back laughing their asses off. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing, though, our dude coworkers at Scarecrow definitely have, have always had our backs. Well, yeah. The thing is, too, is that, like, we... There's always going to be a movie you haven't seen. There's always going to be a movie that you don't know about. Thank God. (laughs) God. Or a movie that everyone else loves that you don't. That you don't like because art is subjective. Mm -hmm. But but I never assume that I'm the person that's seen the most of the room or the person that knows the most because I might think I know the most about this, but I don't know a whole lot about this. Exactly. Or I really like this genre, so I could write a novel about it, but I haven't seen this director. And the other thing is... How does that sudden regurgitation of minutia of facts, how is that going to bring in a new fan? Yes. Oh, gosh, you can rattle off all the statistics about want, how much fake yeah. blood yeah, they have. They don't, want, they don't want new fans in their boys club. No. And this was, because we were talking about this earlier, of, of mine and Rise's experiences at Crypticon, where we would go to panels and some dude would start doing that gatekeeping, or not even gatekeeping, just here is my, my fandom dick measuring. Here Here's my back. fandom resume. <laughs> Let me, Here's yeah. I can recite. I, I'm, I'm like flinging my, my fandom, fandom dick, dick on the table. <laughs> and then, boom. But other people would shut <laughs> them down. Yeah. Other people would be like, yeah, that's not relevant to the conversation. That's not what we're Here, talking about. Here, let me pull it yeah. out. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, along with the, the guys reciting the facts and the guys, oh, you're not a real fan because... Your XYZ a, boobs. Yeah. You're not a real fan because boobs. XYZ boobs. That's all you need. This directly ties into what I was going to say, which is back in the dark ages when I worked for Wizards of the Coast Games and I would get sent to conventions as booth staff. And I, for the first San Diego Comic Con I ever went to, I had a pack of teenage boys at the counter and one of them, thinking he was super funny, said, You're a girl. What are you doing here? And I snapped. And I said, I have tits, and you're looking at them. Buy something. <laughs> and, yes. and they did. Oh and then my booth manager's like, and Jilly's going to take a little break now. <laughs> Hi, we're going to lock her in the product yeah. closet for a little bit. <laughs> but That's And so I always think of that as kind of, you know, haha, it's a funny story illustrating my time in the game industry. But, but it's also... A what, sad truism sad that they're, tru- like, assuming that yeah. you're a woman. Therefore, you're a booth babe. Right. Yeah. That happened to me a lot. We... I think because I, at least Jilly and I, because we have worked in the gaming industry and have been going to conventions, like science fiction conventions, for way longer than we probably like should. Thirty years, we've seen some egregious, egregious behavior. I, yeah. when I was again working for Wizards of the Coast, I had male coworkers at the booths keep an eye out because, and this was even before you know everyone had a phone in their pocket with the camera with the with the camera on the phone. Yeah, and there was I, oh that, there was, a Chicago Chicago that was Chicago Comic Con where one of our coworkers 
stepped in front of me while I was talking to someone about one of our games. Oh. And he, Aaron continued to talk to the person, and I was just standing behind him quietly fuming. So the guy he was talking to left. Aaron turned around and said, I am really sorry. There was a dude five feet away from the booth filming straight down your cleavage. Yeah, <gasps> he was holding a video camera up like this. We all saw to, it. To aim straight down the front of my oh dress. My wow. So yeah. I w- first was like, Aaron, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that's what you're doing. And that Thank convention you. had such a rep that they wouldn't let female employees, at least at Watsi, walk the hall by ourselves. Which no. is just it was gross. enraging. Like, like that, I had guys pull me in that were doing independent comics, pull me into their booths and not let me leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's obscene. And they're like, we have to tell you all about our comic. I'm like, no, I'm working. I have to get back to my booth. And they would not let me leave yeah. until I listened to their crap comic pitch. Or ask if you wanted to model for them. Oh. No, thank you. And people wonder, though, why, like, why women don't want to engage, why women, like, even, I think about walking down the street, which is, this is a whole other story, story, right. but just, I mean, I walk down the street with my headphones on. There may or may not be anything actually playing on my headphones, but, but I walk headphones on because yeah. we headphones in all the time. Because I don't yes. want, because otherwise, and even when there are, I have people grabbing my headphones yeah. out, grabbing my arm. Oh I've my had, God. The I would shit that happens in, oh, I, the there would be, day, there would be a stabbing. I had a guy in Pioneer Square yep. grab me and I just slammed my fingers into his eye. Yep. I and he was like, with my purse. you bitch. And I'm like, why are you touching why me? Why are you touching me? I had some guy on yeah. the bus at one point, And this was when I was, you know, this was only like five years ago. I was taking the bus home from work. Some guy um, kept chatting up, chat, trying to chat me up at the bus stop. And then motioned and bargained with people to trade seats with him, like four rows back, so he could sit next to me. And the the next time when he couldn't do that, he wrote a note and had it handed back to me. That's not cute. That's creepy. Yeah, that's super creepy. I had a shorthand on the phone with my husband where if I was calling him from the bus and I said, yeah, can you bring the dog with you? He knew. Show up at the bus stop, be at the bus stop 15 minutes before I get off the bus. It scored mm-hmm. me off. And that's not because I can't take care of myself. That's not because I have not smacked dudes in the wrist with a metal purse. But it's because I want that extra yeah. layer yeah. of yeah. protection. Because if you're with an if you're with another man, then you're taken. Yeah. And, and it's safe. And, and it wraps back to the horror genre in that this is something that is a base hindbrain level fear every woman experiences mm-hmm. that male horror fans yeah. don't necessarily get ever. Also, yeah. do you ever yeah. wonder, like, in all these slasher movies and everything, when the girl is walking, and she keeps looking over her shoulder and stuff, like, I don't think dudes realize how scary that is to mm-hmm. just literally be walking by yourself To as be walking a woman. by yourself and hear you, footsteps Or that it's a daily you, thing yeah. for some Do you of ever us. get in your car without looking in the back seat? No. 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 And I no. immediately lock my doors as soon as I get in my car. And guys don't understand that. No. I did have a really awesome experience once while I was walking around by myself in Pioneer Square, in which a group of five large black men stepped out and out from an alley in front of me and started singing doo wop, and they were amazing. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love you guys. And I like immediately gave them like a five dollar tip. Right. And they were just but and I was like, we thank you. We have to watch yeah. that much. And, and that, that's a thing that doesn't you don't you don't see it translated into the horror genre for as bone chilling as it is. Yeah. You know? I mean that was that was one of the things that threw me out of one of the episodes of Hannibal 
where, you know, it's involving someone getting abducted into their car or out from their car because their car alarm went off and there was some sort of weird plastic tarp hanging out of it. And it was this dude who goes and looks. And I'm like, that is such a dude thing to do. No yeah. woman would do that. No yeah. Woman would do no that. woman is going yeah. over to the car to see why the car alarm is up. There's clearly at least a body and possibly someone with an axe <laughs> yeah, in the car. Right. But the thing is, is like having to prep for that kind of like we have to watch ourselves. Like I have started having discussions with my 10 year old daughter. Men are going to yell at things at you on yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, she's 10. And she's 10. But, but it's going to start. That no. is the age. I've been telling my sister for years and years, if anyone even talks to you, just start screaming like a crazy person. Yep. Hit all the soft spots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you have to pee, just pee yourself. Just go crazy yeah. and, and say, I don't know you over and over again. Yeah. Like, And that's something I've told her. And, and you know, she laughs yeah. at me and stuff. But she, I mean, she listens. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, how old is she? She's, she's 13, 13 now. now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's I I started things. getting like before I was thirteen. I was getting strange attention. I and started same. developing when I was nine. So well, I was yeah. And the thing is, is I you know I have never had breasts, right? Uh, I know. But it I didn't know. matter. But I got oh, what a pretty little girl. Yeah. Oh, yep. oh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look like an angel. Like I started getting that weird mm-hmm. off-putting attention. Really young. Right. And I think that a lot of horror movies, one of the things that horror does well is it addresses that weird time when a girl is going from being young and innocent and childlike into becoming a woman who is who can be seen as a threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a I think that's what, right, threat, that's what the exorcist is about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those... <laughs> Those are the only option. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I celebrate the fucking monster now. Yeah. Let me tell like, you, having now being 50, and I think this is also, you know, Raz is going to back me up on this, uh, being older and being just weird enough visually that, and not obviously, you know, in our 20s or 30s, we have aged out of fuckability, mm-hmm. which means the male I attention. Have, yeah. Has dropped, yeah, or is and it's such a relief, or it's it's not you even disappear. that it's less threatening. It's that I don't give a shit. So if some All guy fucks it. Some guy gives me that look, and I I will I will smile, bearing all my teeth, mm-hmm. and I've hiss. Her, I have seen her frighten small children and grown men. Nice. <laughs> um, she really turned that power on the day of my wedding. There was like a party. Oh my god, that, that was amazing. Leave. I helped with that. And, and we only had like 45 minutes to sh- set up everything. For the wedding? Yeah. And, and so they were just wouldn't leave and the staff couldn't get them to leave. And Jilly just went down there and she smiled at them with all of her teeth and said, no, it's fine. I'll wait with you till you go. And they left. And they fled. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But. I have no, I've, uh, the, the, the movies in which, like, yes, I will do the monstrous thing. Um, oh, bugger, I've completely forgotten the movie. Um, anyway, but uh, what are some of the movies that you love where, like, well, let us pray. Where she's like, <laughs> we will smite all the evildoers. Like, you know, will you do this with me? Yes. Yeah, so, the devil yeah. offers her a deal, and she's like, oh, hell yes. I was going Go out and kill a bunch of people for being jerks? One of my, my periodic rewatches of Boy. Penny Dreadful, and realized God, that... They fucking Well, they did, so but badly, season yeah. two is the pinnacle, because, and spoilers for those of you who haven't seen the Penny Dreadful TV show, the very end where she is confronting Lucifer in the doll form of her and having that conversation... 
about, you know, no, I can offer you this if you love me. And she grips the doll's face and cracks it and says, beloved, know who I am. And just asserts her dark power, which is why the ending of of the whole show pissed me off no end. Yeah, right? but she needs to assert her dark power. Yeah, but where she was like, no, you know, your there place. was some man pain. They're gonna all have their man which, pain together. But just that sort of where it is a woman unapologetically being powerful and saying, no, you're gonna listen to me now. And especially in the strictures of like Victorian Gothic horror, where that's just mm-hmm. not a thing that happens yeah. at all. Well, also the other character that was the um, the the bride of Frankenstein character, Lily. Was very much about oh, that. Her. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, she was great. Um, the movie I was that just utterly lost my mind is uh, it's a uh, Sam Elliott and Catherine Ross in, in the Legacy. Oh. Basically, they, oh, they that's bring awesome. all these people together in this house, and and they're like making them jump through all these hoops, and people start to try dying. and see who inherits mm-hmm. the house. House and, and, and the, the house. It's so fucking it's wonderful. Awesome. And Catherine Ross and, and is a super nice lady who gets there. And as the movie progresses, she gets more and more powers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's great. and, and uh, it's spoilers for the legacy. So uh, wait, <laughs> I don't want it here. Go ahead. I want to watch it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> at the end of the movie, he asks her, well, what are you going to do? And she says, anything I want. Yes. Mm. Anyway, so there you go. You're safe. Okay, cool. You're safe. Tight. <laughs> I it's tried to create the white noise with like a fan. It. <laughs> it's a 70s horror flick. It's, it's kind of cheesy, but... but yeah, it does have that really empowering message at the end where you're like, the oh, wow, that's great. great. But then that's also what I loved about Starry Eyes is oh, at the end yeah. of it, she's just like, yeah. But, God, what were we watching? Okay, we were re-watching uh, Nightbreed the other night. Mm. and Well, the thing is, on the one hand, I love that movie. On the other hand... It's a dude film. She's bitten. Mm. Lori is bitten at the end, and we don't see her transform. It's like how the very first time I saw The Lost Boys, which is one of my great cheesy oh, true love I movies, love that movie. but we never see Star go become into a vampire. Man, no, man, no. Michael we does, don't even though see he didn't kill, and you know Laddie yeah. does, even though he's a little boy. But we never see well, Star. Go Star's not man. fully changed into a vampire neither was because Laddie. she hasn't killed anybody. Neither was my, neither had Michael. You do not want to fight okay. me on this. You do not. <laughs> I have books, and I've watched this way too many times. I'm not going to fight with you about the Lost Boys. <laughs> I might with, fight with you over some of the Lost Boys, but I will not fight with you about them. <laughs> Our tragic dating history. Oh, tragedy! Right there, right there in that movie. But that's one of the things you never, you hardly ever see female monsters or or women who are. In threat of becoming a monster, they don't transform. They, they yeah. do it a little bit with treating puberty. Yeah, yeah. Say, ginger see, snaps. Gym versus, Supernatural ginger snaps. puberty. Yeah. Um, has anybody else? I, I haven't seen Raw, but I've heard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw Raw. <laughs> love it. I this love is one it. of my favorite subgenres of horror: is the supernatural puberty. But uh, in ginger snaps. She was but they still only let them become monsters. Pretty. Yeah, because yeah, the female body is like gross and icky and horrifying. So yeah. why not have it be the that's, subject? That's the of only way they films. let them be really monstrous. Is yeah, because, well, they're like the yeah. girl the monster, other. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like in the Howling, mm. the, the, the yeah. Pomeranian werewolf. Uh-huh. Oh man, that made me so mad. <laughs> Pregnancy <laughs> horror is also like, you know, gross. The brood. gross. Yeah, gross women's bodies. Um, either the process is terrifying, like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Um. Or the pro- and the product is terrifying, like in Rosemary's Baby, or in the Brood, where literally 
she's creating rage babies because that's the only way for women to, <laughs> to you know, express process, rage process an emotion that isn't, you know, being quiet and being nice and, you know, mm-hmm. transferring oh, our rage down to the next generation. Had, what was that? No, that, there's the crazy divorce movie oh, by the Polish director. Possession? Possession. Uh-huh. Yeah. Possession. That so is good. a long movie. So I, couldn't, I just can't, I can't make I'm it glad through. I've seen it once, but it's nothing I'll ever revisit because it's yeah, just. Yeah, it was too long and. It's just like a Dark crazy and, mix of psychological, like unraveling mm-hmm. woman horror mm-hmm. mixed with mm-hmm. body horror, mixed with relationship See, terror. That's what I, I fucking loved it. But, but I, really I love felt that, that Mandrake could have she was sleeping with. All the money he spent on that movie and gone to intensive therapy. Maybe gotten a couple hugs. Yeah. Sometimes but, you just need a hug. But about um, in the same vein as you know, women's <laughs> bodies are disgusting and weird, and and let's make them horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And weirdly, the novel is even more fucked up than the movie. Really? Because I read the novel first. So when I went to see it, I was like, oh, wait, oh, this is way less squicky, actually. I need to read that novel. Uh, I know about the actual case it's based on yeah. with the two identical twin brothers. Mm. But, and I've seen the movie because I went through a Cronenberg stage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As did as did we all. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Rice and I did a um, hexploitation, which I still love. Grand Dame Guignol is yes, like a, a better detailing of those movies. Where is you know we talk about like allowing them to be monsters because they're right. They're older actresses, so and then they're allowed to be monsters because they're old. <laughs> like, they're right. all they're monsters anyway. What right. else are they going to do other than be like you know Baby Jane? Yeah. But there's there's something wonderful about watching whatever happened to Baby Jane again. It's mm. that women, you know, women having bad relationships with each other, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how they. But like, <laughs> she is so unapologetically fucking horrible. Yes, yeah. yeah. I kind of love that. It's that evolution of of envy and jealousy and toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie when she finds out the truth and looks at her sister who's dead at that point, I think, yeah. and says, yeah. I'm pretty oh, confident to think all this time we could have been, been friends. friends. Yes. Ah, yeah. yes. That's great. Well, I do love The Hunger. <gasps> I. That's a sexy movie. It's a sexy <laughs> movie. It's a sexy movie. I... I'm, I'm so sad because I, like I find I find after David Bowie leaves so so boring. Yeah. I gotta watch the movie after that now. point. And, since David Bowie but, left, it's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exciting in the wrong way. And and I am by so I'm all about like let let you know let be sexy. But and I do love how unapologetically monstrous she is. Yes, and I love how sometimes she's just sad and she goes upstairs. And looks at her boxes of dead lovers. Yeah. But yet isn't going to stop. No. Doing any of it. And I think that's, I think part of what I love love is the the completely. Well, I think why I like it is I like it for the characters. Um, I like, again, are you saying how unapologetic she is? And I want, because I think that's the thing that. Well, I'm envious of as a woman. Like, I want to be more unapologetic about myself because I feel like I apologize so much. Oh yeah, and I want to. I and I'm I'm already getting to a place where I give a lot less fucks, but there's still things I keep giving fucks about that I shouldn't. Mm. Right, and and so I'm I'm envious of the women in horror films. Again, mostly the monsters or the villains or who who get to the point of just of of owning it and embracing it. Because I want 
to be where they are with or without some homicide. Yeah. See, this was my big, big problem when, when the <laughs> Maleficent movie started mm. being talked about. Where I'm like, but they're going to give her some sort of goddamn tragic backstory to justify her being all evil queen. And no, she is other. She is from, you know, like the Unseelie court. She is other. She needs no reason to turn into a dragon and lay waste to people. There does not need to be any sort of emotion. You don't need to give her tragedy. You just need to let her be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty movie. I really like that movie. But then I'm okay with a lot of rape revenge movies that other people hate. I, I and I feel like Maleficent is very much a rape revenge. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. I just it's didn't sugar coated in Disney that. form, but yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's like rape revenge for teeth kids. I too. I yeah. I love teeth. Yeah. The first time I saw mm. it, I was just like, yes. I just rewatched it right before, and um, one of the things that's getting really, really big in this small town that I grew up with mm-hmm. is those daddy-daughter dances. <gasps> oh, no, no, those are so gross. Oh, oh no. no. They're so gross. Yeah. And there is so much that is, there's just so much in that movie oh that God. is all purity culture. Yeah. And the shame of, like... And it's all on the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's just... It, it's always all on the girls. It's never, don't wear a short dress because you'll get a sunburn, you'll get sunburn on your legs. It's yeah. always, don't wear, don't wear a short dress yeah. because the boys can't control boys themselves. Can't control you guys, themselves. boys will be boys, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to think of other unapologetic um, uh, Stoker. Oh, I've been re- so meaning to rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, I want to rewatch recently. that too. It's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, femininity and our women's bodies could be, are often seen as othered and, and monstrous and it's monstrosities, monstrous in movies. But then also you could look at it like in the way of teeth as weaponizing yes. femininity. Yes. yes. Because, again, it's that, that pretty ending. package, and, okay, I'm going to come in the pretty pack. Oh, oh. Hard candy. Buddy. Hard, Hard candy. candy. Yes. I can't watch that movie. It's, it's a rough watch. watch. Yeah, never. <laughs> but it's, it's one, I, it's such a great example it of the just, using, well, again, using expectations against somebody, yeah. which I think we have to do sometimes. I'm and glad I watched it. I'm you really learn how to use it. people's expectations against. Yes. Which yeah. I also yeah. think works in revenge, which I know you you don't like. It's not my job, but talk about it. But I, I feel that in that movie, she really uses others' expectations of her mm-hmm. because when you first right. introduce to her, she's like a, her, she's a bimbo the, looking she's the super cute blonde girlfriend that the, blonde that the super girlfriend. rich guy takes on his hunting. She gets drunk, you know. She she wants to go to L.A. She's unapologetically, stereotypically feminine, and even when she is picking off these horrible, horrible dudes in the middle of the fucking desert. She still has her fucking pink plastic star mm-hmm. earrings on and her little booty shorts. And I feel, I don't feel like that sexualizes her. I feel like she's actually, I really like when the trope of mask masculinization of women goes out the window because yeah. I, I like seeing when women embrace it's their okay stereotypes for Ripley of being to be a badass in a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. She's I, like almost yeah, a yeah, guy. Yeah. She yeah. Really no, and I, and I love Ripley and I love you know, Sydney from Scream and all that, but I also love in, like, Just Before Dawn, when the girl puts on her full face of makeup before she kills the dude at the very end. And I, yeah. I like when mm-hmm. 
femininity is is embraced and yeah. it shows that you could have both. You, you don't have both. to give up being stereotypically feminine. The joke yeah. with a lot of my friends is, and again, it goes back to the, but you're so nice, you're, you don't seem like a person who's like that, is... You know, I eventually am going to ascend to become Vampire Witch Queen, and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute, and you'll be so fluffy and nice. And I'm like, no, oh, you don't no. understand, I have a list. Yeah. <laughs> I, and there are the people to turn, and the rest of y'all are snacks. Yeah. yeah. It's great you think I'm super sweet. Um, No, there's, there's no, going to be are, you're you're going to die. And uh-huh. it's lovely that you think because I wear flouncy skirts and, and really, you know, do the pretty makeup that, you know, I'm not out to have people as snacks when you'll I ascend. Be yeah. yeah, it'll be dinner. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you don't have to give turned, up part of your identity. Well, everybody thinks really small. That's because everybody thinks that if you turned into a vampire, you'd be more of a Louis than a Lestat. And they are sadly they mistaken. They are so mistaken. <laughs> They're so mistaken. But it, no, it is true that that well, and it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning: having to become one of the bros to be taken seriously. Yes, right. Yeah. And I mean, because I definitely talk a lot more about drinking whiskey when I'm around guys, because yeah. that's like ah oh, respect, and it's yeah. like. I mean, it's dumb, and it, but I also know that for you know whatever what the reason, are. It's, yeah, yeah, it gets me, it, it gets me in some conversations I wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, there's this. Yeah. I shared an article a while back about this woman had wrote about her experience um, faking the movies she liked and didn't like for dudes for like almost her entire like teenhood, yeah. uh-huh. and then and then one day realizing why am I lying about. Why am loving I the Boondock Saints the or whatever, <laughs> you know, or, you know, I was yeah. going to say Pulp Picture or Fight Club, but those are actually good movies. Well, I, I like, like them, them both, but... But they're, but, you know, typical bro culture yeah. film. Uh, yeah. Fight Club is a movie that so many people took the wrong message. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you yeah. talk about dissecting <laughs> oh toxic masculinity and, like... Missing the yeah. point. And, yeah. Yeah. So, we, we've all you know, been through that where we feel like we need to sacrifice a part of our identity in order to fit into this cookie cutter. And part of anything, and especially in the horror genre, anything even horror genre tinged, if women and especially young women are interested in it, it is going to get dismissed. Yeah. Um, The best. And I mean, okay, I have my own problems with the Twilight novels, but there are parts of them that are really actually kind of fucked up and horrific. The last one had some amazing body horror. Yeah. To the point where it's like, how are they going to film this? Are they guess yeah. bringing in Cronenberg? What did the they hell? film that well? I, I didn't. Know. I didn't see. Uh, that no, one. they did not. No, they didn't. But they just kind of cut away, and you see that there's blood. I everywhere. guess if their audience is like younger, teenagers. Right. They don't want to show the baby getting eaten out of her belly. <laughs> yeah. But the other, the other thing I realized. Where's the director's? That's the best <laughs> example I can think of besides Twilight right. is <laughs> the Vampire Diaries because oh yeah the first like two seasons of that you know it's I watched the, I watched the first like two episodes because I'm like oh it whatever it's gonna be silly it's got and the then, vampire and then so in like it. in the second episode they commit to like no killing a whole bunch of people unapologetically I'm like oh all right you <laughs> are doing this <laughs> you're, you're you're actually going that far and crazy. Yeah, right, I'm here. But I think yeah, a lot but of because stuff it gets was a lot of because it's for young adults and a, you know teenage girl audience. You it see, got completely yeah, right. You see, you see a lot of that in geek fandom too. Mm. Whereas you know shows have literally gotten canceled because the primary viewership was young girls. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, well, we can't. You know, that's not going to be a money maker. Teen it's girls like, are so important though. Yeah, I know it's super important, but. but if they yeah. see that's who it's important to, it literally devalues it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so dumb being like, "Oh, teen girls aren't as important <sighs> a viewership as like as like twenty three year old tech bros." The thing that I always come back to is there was this great piece of music criticism I read once where it points out that 
it wasn't until like the 70s that the Beatles became revered as musical geniuses. Before that, they were a pop yeah, band yeah. that yeah. Earl oh, girls yeah. liked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've watched that happen with other bands in this era that are just, you know, have been in the past decade. The amount of guys who are now writing think pieces about what a groundbreaking album The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance was and that people but it was time, underappreciated it at was the all, time. It's that's for girls it's that's for mall music, goth. Yeah. That's that's mall girl music. Same with certain actresses. I just read mm-hmm. an article about Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And oh. she's often you know, underrated and, and brushed away as like a teen rom com actress, uh-huh. and she is an amazingly incredible she actress. Great stuff. Who's, who's like how she explores just different emotional depths is incredible. Well, like, didn't Malakolia? somebody publish an article about her that said Kristen Dunst, best known as wife of? Somebody? Yeah, that happened like two days after I shared the article about how Jeez. great she was, and I was like, no. Yeah. You didn't read this, obviously. Well, I'm happy that she's finding a... V- well, again, on television is where she's finding yeah, yeah some she actual... Appra- she was on Fargo, and she's fantastic. And then she and she's got a new show. A new show, and she's phenomenal on it. I've been meaning to see it. it I'm really enjoying it. I think it. that a lot of women who can't get work in horror... It, well, in film, go to television. I think yeah. there's a lot more there's opportunity. A lot there's a lot of women who direct television. Yes. That well, and there's also... That don't get to direct movies. You are seeing more women in that age bracket because really there's... there's You have young women. You have... What is it? You've got... the, the You have Ingenue. You have District Attorney. You have Grandma. Yes. And... Yeah. Uh, Somewhere in there you have you have very patient moms. You have... Yes. And, and that you are seeing more roles on television for women that are in that, like, 30 to 40-year-old bracket yeah. where it's, right. they're not just playing mom. Or if they are a mom, that's not the whole well, of their person. Well, like, I watched Fargo the one season. I watched one season of Fargo. And it was the one with Ewan McGregor on it for some reason. I can't Gosh. imagine why you watched that. <laughs> I can't imagine it. But there was a lady cop character who was amazing. And she wasn't an overly attractive woman. She was looked like a normal person. And she was the one that was putting everything together and figuring out what all of the ridiculous crime shenanigans were. Mm-hmm. And I loved her just because she was an awesome female character who didn't wear any makeup, mm-hmm. was a, playing a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, that goes back to one yeah. of the things that I'm worried about with the CW rebooting, rebooting Dark Shadows. Yeah. It's one of the things I feel that a lot of... Is starting to come back, swing back the other way from especially horror movies. But for a very long time, the only women you saw in horror movies were either really pretty girls or the really scary, obviously crazy older lady. Yeah. There was yeah. no... There were no... There's no normal looking no people. normal looking people. No one who's like average oh, looking. It, there are average looking people in the slasher films because well, they get killed first. I will say because I love the 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 series, the What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series. So we all amazing. love that show. I mean, like my god, but that is we are just, such nerds for that show. It's, it's but one of the things I also like is that the cast as a whole, yes. are just. I was so excited People. when yeah. they turned Jenna into a vampire. Yes, I, I know. I love. I love the actress too. Yeah, she's, she's yeah, yeah. Fantastic. 
Yeah. But they're just, they're What's just, gonna all of them, the men and the women. And Guillermo, man. Oh. Like, there's going to be some murders. Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so, so good. It's so I know, funny. I know, I need to. I'm did sure you see I'm the movie? Love it. Yes, and I did I love, love the movie. movie. And, and I, I actually think, in terms of format, it works better as a TV show. It does. It does. Some, yeah, because it's basically sketch comedy. It's basically sketch comedy, and they're they're they've gotten some amazing guest stars. Um, <gasps> oh, the Tilda Swinton incident. Yes, but but the, the cast as a whole, the men and the women, again, yeah. they're just people. They're, they're normal looking people. They're normal looking well, people. Yeah, and yeah. it's great. Uh, All of Nadja's wardrobe. Oh, yeah. I've always really liked Matt Berry, Mm -hmm. but he's been a huge star in the UK because in the UK you can be a guy who's not, doesn't have washboard abs and be a huge star. That's true. That's true. And people in the US are like, who is this guy? I'm like, are you kidding me? He's been hilarious for years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think I am. Are you falling over? I'm, I'm, I think I'm we're not. done. It's, it's the end of the day. I think I think it's naturally yeah. wrapping itself up. Okay. But I am so glad. I am so glad this happened. This has been awesome. Yes. This has been fucking. Yeah, it's kind of been really like fun. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun just to talk with a group of women about horror yes. films because yeah. it's such a male dominated genre. That we don't really get to do this very And yet, often. in terms of the fan base, women make up... Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Majority yeah. Uh-huh. Things. yeah. Um, one of the things that we're going to do is, uh, Jim wanted me to bring up, because uh, he does all of my editing, and he does, like, my posts and stuff. Um, make sure everybody sends me links to all the stuff that you do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That you want to support. Um, so we'll have full names and links to all of your external things that you cool. like and do. Um, but it was one of the things that we were talking about, you know, cause it's been, this has been a couple months in the works mm-hmm. trying to make this episode happen between all of our schedules. Yeah. Um, I mean, we really wanted Jane to be here, but she is, she's having, she can't do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe that'll be a later conversation. Um, but one of the things that even Jim brought up because he's been digging around looking for new podcasts too. Is even though we've, because we did a monstrous feminine mm-hmm. um, episode, mm. and we've done you know episodes on witches, and I think even full core, I think le- leans a lot towards women, mm-hmm. um, in women's stories. Um, a really good point that that Jim made is he's like, he goes, you will find podcasts out there that it'll be a guy and a woman, mm-hmm. or they'll have a group of men and mm-hmm. a woman. That's your podcast. I'm the token but, chick. You know, I mean, there's Faculty of Horror, which is a great podcast mm-hmm. yeah. but like having having you know a podcast that's the two that's the two of us two women doing this and then having the occasional episode where we bring in more women and yeah. have this conversation this does not exist enough in podcast form yeah right it's true or even in horror communities and yeah. so i don't care if we've covered this conversation and i think we should continue to like i think every once in a while we should throw a theme out there and bring all of us back together yeah, again. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm very down. Because there is more than enough room for us. And, and there's so much and discussion to have around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think this is something that really needs to happen. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, see you guys in two weeks. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don't read the Latin. 
please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and thieves about us. We're dying to meet them. Ha, 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 ha.